Looking for practical information to help you make decisions about your diagnosis, whether DCIS, early or metastatic breast cancer? BCNA's My Journey features articles, webcasts, videos and podcasts about breast cancer during treatment and beyond to help you, your friends and family as you progress through your journey. It also features a symptom tracker to help you manage the changing symptoms you may encounter during your own breast cancer experience. My Journey. Download the app or sign up online at myjourney.org.au. Hi there, I'm Kelly Curtin. Since we recorded our breast reconstruction episode of Upfront About Breast Cancer, there's been an important piece of information come to light that we think it's important to share with you. The breast implant manufacturer, Allegan, has issued a recall of its textured breast implant due to the risk that they could cause a rare kind of cancer in women who have used them in augmentations or reconstructions. The Therapeutic Goods Administration is now investigating the possibility of a ban on these kind of implants. I'm here with breast surgeon Melanie Walker. Melanie, thanks for making the time for us today. What's the background behind this recall? Um, Well, the background um, behind the recall is the associated risk between implants and a very rare um, form of cancer, a type of lymphoma called um, breast implant associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma or BIA. ALCL for short. Um, And this was a a condition that was first reported in 2011 um, that we became aware of it. The Therapeutic Goods Administration have been monitoring the number of cases and recently it reached a threshold for them to consider a ban um, associated with a particular type of implant. Um, And what we talk about when we talk about textured implants is we're talking about the surface of the implant. And whilst we're talking about, it's obviously it's significant cancer, it's a very rare occurrence. Um, But the TGA felt that they needed to consider a ban and they made an announcement in early July that they were considering banning the Allegan or macro-textured implants. Um, So this risk is about one in 2000 um, associated with with this type of implant. Um, And then after the TGA announced that they were considering a ban, the company on the 24th of July announced that they were withdrawing the implant from the worldwide market and that was after the Food and Drug Administration in the US had announced that they were about to announce a ban. So the company voluntarily withdrew the implants. Okay, so it is rare, around 1 in 2000. For those that have had the implants, how would this present if it was to be of concern. So what it's um, associated with is a sudden change in the shape, size of the implant. It most commonly presents with an accumulation of fluid around the implant. Um, it's usually seen, um, I think the average is about eight years after insertion, so it's not something that happens uh, straight away. The implants do have to be in for some time. Um, so what women need to be aware of is, um, as I said, any change, in, particularly in the size and shape of the implant. More rarely, it can present as a lump within the breast or around the implant or a lump in the armpit. 
Could something else cause the same symptoms? Yes. I mean, the most common cause of fluid around the implant or what we call seroma is not this condition. So even if you do develop these changes, it's more likely than not that's going to be due to nothing serious. Okay. So I guess the key thing here is don't panic. Exactly. Get it checked out by who is the first point of call? Um, Well, the first point of call should be the surgeon that put your implant in or in some in some cases that will be your breast cancer surgeon, in some cases that may be a plastic surgeon. Um, you may not be still in contact with your plastic surgeon but you certainly would still be in contact and under follow-up of your breast surgeon and there's certainly someone that you could see about this if you're worried at all about your implant. And would this type of implant be registered as part of your record? How do you know if in fact you did have that implant? Um, usually most women will be given a little card at the time of the insertion of the implant when they're discharged from hospital that should have that will have the um, the maker the brand the name of the device and the size of the device um, obviously if you've just had your implant put in recently that's probably close to hand but if you had your implant put in 10 years ago then that may well have been lost um, so the next um, point of contact would be the surgeon that put the implant in. So they will have a record on the um, of what has been inserted. And say if your surgeon is no longer in practice, then um, contacting the hospital where it was inserted, there will be a record on your operative note um, of which device you have in. So we know it's one in around 2,000. How many women are we talking that could be at risk here? Yeah. So unfortunately, we don't actually know exactly how many women in Australia um, have breast implants put in. We have an idea, I think certainly from the the breast cancer population, we probably have better records kept of those patients. Um, The vast majority of implants that are put in in the country are actually cosmetic implants. So the reconstructive population is a smaller proportion uh, of the number of implants. There is the Australian Breast Device Registry or ABDR and so most breast cancer patients I think would be captured, um, certainly would hope so in that registry. That initially was an opt-in registry over the last five or so years it's been an opt-out registry. So women who've had implants have probably been contacted by the device registry um, in the context that we are following up implants in general. Um, So I mean, some women may have opted out of being in that registry, um, but what we know, so between 2012 and 2018, um, in terms of um, reconstructive patients, there are about 12,000 devices, so implants, in the reconstructive setting. Um, And last year, there were um, about around 4,000 devices put in. So that's not patients, that's implants. BCNA's online network is an active peer-to-peer support community where people affected by breast cancer can find information and connect with others who understand what you're going through. Read posts, write your own, ask a question, start a discussion and support others. The online network is available for you at every stage of your breast cancer journey, as well as your family, partner and friends. For more information, visit bcna.org.au forward slash online network. So someone who's had reconstructive surgery, are they any more at risk because they've already had cancer? No, no. Um, the actual breakdown in terms of who, who, if it's been an augmented or reconstructed patients, um, 
I don't think that you're any more likely and you may be even less likely if you've had breast cancer um, because there are other there are other factors involved. It's not probably just related to the implant. Um, there is some suggestion that it may be related to the way that the implants are put in and potential contamination at the time of insertion with bacteria. Um, obviously, it's due some. It must be related to the type of implant because we see differing rates with due to the surface of the implant. Has something to do with how long they've been in, and there's probably some patient factors, um, genetic predisposition to the condition as well. I mean, breast cancer patients they've had other treatment. A lot of them will have had chemotherapy. They may have had radiation. They're also being followed up, and so. Um, certainly any changes are going to come to light sooner than potentially in um, someone who's had an um, augmentation who often isn't being followed up. Whilst we say don't panic, as soon as you hear that there's been a recall, it's very hard to to quell the nerves, if you like. What should women do? Is Should they have them out? We're certainly not recommending that. So I think the first thing that women need to do is find out what implants they have. Um, so there will be a number of women who have smooth implants in and there haven't been any cases reported with smooth implants in Australia. Um, so, yeah, so knowledge, knowing what you have. Um, the, this cancer is so rare and that is why it's not recommended that routinely you have the recalled implant removed. Um, what you have to be is aware of any change and act promptly on that. But obviously, you know, women are going to be anxious and I think if you have any concerns, then you should arrange a consultation with your surgeon and have a discussion about it. And for some women, that very rare risk may be something that they're not willing to accept and then they need to talk about options in, in taking it of the, taking the implant out, but it's not something that we're routinely recommending. Okay. The TGA has said it's looking into banning all textured breast implants. Why is that? Because it's, as I said, I think the, the feeling from looking at the research is that it prob the, there must be some relation to the texture of the lining of the implant because there are different rates for different sorts of textures. As I said, there are smooth implants and then there are what are called macro-textured, which are the Allergan implants, which have been recalled, and micro-textured implants. Now, the risk um, associated with the micro-textured implants, and these would include tissue expanders, which are obviously part of, um, often part of breast reconstruction, that risk is in the order of 1 in 14,000, so incredibly uncommon. But because it is, there is an associated risk, the TGA, which is responsible for safety, um, does have to have a look at that. And um, they have an expert um, panel, advisory panel, which when they announce their, um, I think they're proposing to suspend them temporarily. They opened, the, the um, panel has been open to submissions from interested parties and they're going to relook at all that data. But a decision regarding those implants is yet to be made. Okay, so in the meantime, what about those who are about to or looking at having a reconstruction? Are there any suggestions you have for them in, in relation to the implants that they might be looking at having? Well, I mean, any discussion about any part of treatment involves a discussion about risk and benefit. Um, and women with breast cancer are, are used to having to make these decisions. They have to make decisions about 
um, chemotherapy because there is a risk of a very rare second cancer from chemotherapy as there is a risk of a very rare second cancer from uh, radiotherapy, which is used in the treatment of breast cancer. Um, and those risks are, in fact, higher than the risk of this ALCL. Um, there are always options um, with reconstruction, but for some women, implant-based reconstruction will be their only option. Not all women have the option of a tissue-based reconstruction. And so I think it really is a discussion between the, the woman and her treating team and an understanding of those risks and working out for you as an individual if you feel that that risk is something that's acceptable or not acceptable. Um, what we know about reconstruction is that it doesn't have any um, difference in terms of your outcome from your cancer treatment. You don't do any better, you don't do any worse, but there's certainly a lot of evidence to support that the psychological benefits of breast reconstruction and the improvement in quality of life. So I think it's an individual decision. Thank you to Melanie Walker. With any queries you might have, please contact your health professional and there's lots more information on BCNA's website, bcna.org.au.